Welcome to the podcast at For All Our Kids. I'm Maya and I'm going to tell a story in our story segment. If you've been following us, you will know that we just finished a series of fairy tales adapted to our Indian taste with a bit of masala as it were. Our next story series will be the tales from the Hitopadesha. But before we start these stories, we will share with you a few short stories. Today is one such short story based on the experiences of one of our friends, Miss Subnam. Lunch under the tamarind tree. The three friends stood in the shade of a tall tamarind tree. The branches spread wide, the weight of the tamarind pods pulling them toward the ground. Subnam and Vinay looked around for sticks, but none were long enough to reach the pods. Selvi, the other girl, picked up a stone the size of her fist. We can use these instead, she said, and flung it at the fruits. A few feet away, a man was bent over the engines of the kids' school van, trying to find where the problem lay. They lived in a factory colony, in a place so remote that the nearest village was a 45-minute drive. The colony was a little India, as the workers came from all over the country. Everything was available inside the compound except for the schools. Going to school was like a geography lesson, crossing wooded jungles, rivers, paddy fields, and tiny villages, all in one journey. To top it all, the children never knew what adventure would befall them on their way to school. Some days, the school van was held up, waiting for the herds of elephants or deers to cross the road. Some uncle, their driver, was careful enough to remain at a distance, especially when the larger mammals made their way. Uncle often pulled the window down to take a passing cowherd. The kids eavesdropped on the conversation, hoping to hear of a panther or leopard. Could this be the day they come cross-track with one of the big cats? The monsoons bought other escapades. The commute took them over the two rivers, but the roads were low-lying bridges. Sometimes the floodwaters hit the path. Some uncle decided whether it was a school day or not. If he felt the water current was too strong, he returned home. On other days, the school bus braved through, twin streams flying on either side of the tire. School can be dull with the teachers drowning on, but getting there was never. The kids were returning from a special rehearsal for the school's annual day on that particular day. When the strange sputtering noises filled the front of the van, the friends shared a secret smile. They were going to stop by the tavern tree. Some uncle could tinker with the engine while they picked a few tart juicy pods. Stones flew like cricket balls trying to connect with the tavern pods. Whenever the fruit dropped on the ground, the three kids hollered excitedly. They were so busy that they didn't see the cows or the cowherd until a loud moo rang next to them. Startled, Subnam dropped her tamarind, 
Hey, can't you see that your cow is too close to us? She yelled at the boy. The cow didn't seem to care. It stood there with its head bobbling and swaying as if listening to inner music. The boy patted the cow's flank gently and clicked his tongue. The cow dragged its hooves out of there. Aka! The boy said something, his head outstretched. They didn't know what he said, but understood that he wanted some tamarind. Sabnam was a kind child, but she had been startled and annoyed. So she picked up the smallest pod and handed it over, unsmiling. The boy was too like his cow. He didn't seem to care that she wasn't friendly. He quickly sunk his teeth into the green flesh of the tangy pod. Ooh, he grimaced. The friends ignored him and walked toward their school van. It's hard to peel the shell from the raw tamarind, so they bit into it, shell and all. My teeth hurt. Selvi closed her eyes, her face a mask of wrinkles. Vinay licked the tamarind as if it was a lollipop. Sabnam's stomach rumbled loudly as the tart juice trickled down her throat. She was hungry. Samu uncle, is the van fixed? She asked the driver. No, papa. We need help. I need to find someone to get us a part to fix the engine. Unfortunately, my call won't go through and I can't reach your parents. But I will figure a way out. You three stay off the road, okay? Somu Mama wiped his greasy hand on a small yellow towel. His face didn't seem as carefree as his voice sounded. Sabna mocked back to her friends. The cowherd and his cow were nowhere to be seen. The road was empty and the occasional cry broke the silence of the afternoon of a crow. Why was there no traffic? The kids sipped water from their bottles and their eyes peeled on the road. The sun was shining through the trees on the other side when Gita pointed at a distance and shouted, Something's coming! A cloud of dust was heading their way. Mama stood beside the van and waved the towel up and down. Yes, it was a lorry, and it was slowing down. Wait, were they going to ride in the lorry? But where... What's the room? The back had a stack of gunny bag ropes zigzagging to keep them in place. Somu uncle said something to the man at the window. The lorry driver hopped down and walked over to the van open engine. Grown-ups shake their heads and move their hands a lot when they talk, thought Sabnam. Then they heard uncle thank the driver as he climbed back into the lorry cabin. Oh, are we not going with them? Selvi asked as the lorry pulled away. She was hungry too. The adventure was turning out to be not so adventurous. I can't send you kids with total strangers. So Muanko shook his head. I've asked them to call the colony security to let them know where we are. The driver will also stop at the next town and ask the mechanics to bring the parts we need. He looked at their drawn faces. 
I've asked them to bring some food too. They traveled their route daily to school and knew the nearest town was some distance away. It will be a while before they got to eat. The kids nodded politely and sunk into the thick roots crawling on the ground. Maybe it was the heat of the afternoon that made them close their eyes. But the friends didn't see the cows until ding ding ding, the sound of bells reached them. Oh, it was the same boy, the cowherd and his cows. He had a friend with him now and three cows and a calf. Where were they going? The first boy led the cows onto the road and smiled at the three friends. They followed the cow with their eyes but had no energy to do anything anymore. Hunger and the heat sapped them of all interest too. The boy's smile faded and he clicked his tongue faster. Then, as if struck by something, he turned and stared. No one understood what the cowherds were saying. But they sensed a serious discussion. The three kids watched the boys tie the animals to a tree trunk before they strolled toward them, a bag in hand. They dipped their head in greeting to Somu Uncle and drew a leafy packet out of the bag. One of the boys tugged at the thin strings and hesitantly held out the open package. Nothing could have looked as pleasing as the heap of idlis on a banana leaf, not even a tray of jasmine flowers. Nor could they have smelled as heavenly as the sambar that tinkled their nose. The three hungry kids looked at the idlis but didn't move. They couldn't take the boys' food. What will they eat? Would they even have more food at home? All eyes appealed to Somu uncle. He nodded to the girls to take the idlis. Samnam got up shyly and gestured to the boys to eat with them. But they should their head no. They pointed to a thatched roof some distance away and then at themselves. I think they live there and will go home and eat. It's best if you take the idlis. You must be hungry. And they want to share their food. Uncle smiled at the boys. Sabnam was speechless. Her eyes welled up at the compassion of those two strangers who had so little and yet shared it without a second thought. This is the end of today's episode. What would you do if you had to cross river and drive through jungles and fields for a couple of hours every day so that you could go to school. That would be an adventure. Sabnam told us that living in obscure parts of India meant she met kids who differed from her in many ways and learned so much from everyone. Do you have friends who are different from you? I sure hope so. Come back next week for the next short story. Until then, Goodbye from all of us at For All Our Kids.